Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt. This is Cutting Through the Matrix on June 21st, 2013. For newcomers, please help yourself to CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com website. Lots of articles and, and audios for download. And you can get transcripts too for prints up lots of talks I've given and all the sites listed there. Go into Alan Watt Sentin, Sentinel.eu and you get transcripts in other languages for print up as well. But I go through the system of reality, the, the one that you're not supposed to know about because we're living in a scientific age where big sciences and private corporations really run the world. Planned a long, long time ago. Lots of books written about it a long time ago again. And we're living in it. And, of course, neuroscience, behaviorism, uh, and so on. All these big uh, psychological associations are working hard to keep us under their different spells, to keep us dumb and stupid, as the big boys who run the world, along with the profiteers, get awfully, awfully rich. And they plan to eventually to collapse the economy once again, of course, they're at a stage today, in fact. And they also want to start to reduce the population big time, big, big time. They're already doing it, actually, in different places. So as I say, I go through the history of it all, the foundations that set themselves up a hundred years ago, private foundations that still work today. And they are uh, independent of government. They put their own guys into government, by the way, have, have done for a hundred years. Uh, especially in the top positions of all governments across the world, and uh, and they work again with the, the economies and so on off the planet. So we're living through a fixed system, uh, but you're supposed to believe it's free and you've a vote and it's d- democratic and so on. Nothing is further from the truth. A scientific system runs the world, and it's not the bogus sciences that give out trails at the bottom. It's real sciences at the top. And uh, so if you don't understand that, you'll, you won't understand anything at all that's really, really happening. They own all the media. Uh, they tell us where, where our topics are for today to chat about, but it's never about the real topics, about what's really, really happening above our heads. So help yourself there. Remember, too, you bring me to you. You can help me keep, uh, keep going by buying the books and discs at cuttingthroughthematrix.com. And, uh, and from the USD Canada, remember, you can still use personal checks. Uh, from, uh, you can also use international postal money orders from the USA, Canada, or send cash or use PayPal across the world, Western Union, MoneyGram, and PayPal. Straight donations are really welcome because, as I say, I don't push this as a big business or anything like that, uh, and I don't go off the, the topics either. I try to keep it grounded on reality. I don't go into fiction or showbiz and so on. I'm just giving the basic facts. Hard though may be, because it's not entertaining as such. Although some people do find it entertaining. Truth is really entertaining when you find out what's really going on really, really going on, and especially having a good laugh at yourselves to see how easily you've been fooled yourselves to, to actually believe certain things or even get involved in certain uh, agendas for rights, for groups, for this group or that group or whatever, and, and it's all someone else's idea and they're using you for another purpose altogether. Most folk don't know that all the, all the things that they protest about are given to them, authorized, and, and they're given to them. So help yourself, as I say, and hopefully you can keep me going as well. Now, we're going through incredible times because science is uh, a long, long time ago. If you read the books by, by, say, Aldous Huxley back in the 1930s, 
and then George Orwell, or Blair his name was, who corresponded with them all the time. And they both wrote to each other for many, many years to decide, because they, they, they attended some of the top world meetings at that time with the elite of the age had decided that the system they were bringing in was just too much for the general population. They keep the population in the dark. They'd bring in a system of, of psychological controls and training from birth right through adulthood, in fact, that, that would keep them in the box. And that experts and, uh, and scientists and so on and financial experts should really run the world for private businesses and corporations who, who would comprise international governments. All governments are bought and paid for, in fact. What we see is just the sham of the low-level ones, and that's from Prime Minister and Presidents down. Back with more after this. Hi folks, we're back cutting through the matrix and talking about the system that runs our minds for us basically. We're trained from birth in a scientific system to keep us dumb all through our lives. It isn't the people at the top who get awfully, awfully rich and wealthy, the ones who give these little smiles when they're on television, knowing smiles. It isn't that they're special in some way or other. They haven't been brought up in the box like you have. And it's been that way for a long time. And as I say, the big foundations agreed this was a system they'd bring in a hundred years ago. It's here, folks. It's been here for quite some time. And we're fed nonsense at the bottom for news, basically. Half-truths, complete lies, lots of propaganda, lots of polls, which are always lies. Because the majority of the public say, well, gee, maybe my opinion's wrong. If everyone else agrees, it should be this way. And so polls are meant to bend your mind, to go along with the herd, even if it's a fake poll. So it works very, very well. They understand human psychology perfectly of the masses. And the idea that set out a long time ago was that this system would have to come in one day and you would have uh, really a majority of the public that would be kept in a different reality, an alternate reality, and they truly are. They truly are. Your, your function is to be a slave. And remember Charles Galton Darwin was in on this too at world meetings, and he was a physicist. He worked on the Manhattan Project and a descendant of Charles Darwin. And he said the same thing in his book, The Next Million Years. He said, well, we'll have to make the, the men uh, effeminate. Uh, and he wrote the book back in the 1950s. He says, by introducing hormones, uh, female hormones into the food supply, into the water. He says, we could even put it through injections called vaccinations, things like that. A whole bunch of deceptive ways to get it into the public. He said, because it says it'll make them kind of more docile, pliable, and less aggressive to, to those who are ruling over them. Well, that's already happened to a lot of people. You can see it yourselves, of course. Uh, and so these things are all discussed at the highest possible world meetings, high-level high meetings, uh, and yet to the average person today, they're ignorant of all of this, completely ignorant. Even though they've read the articles that, that appear in the media, never going over what I'm talking about, the history of it, but always saying, my goodness, the, the water from Lake Ontario is high in estrogen and, and, and so are the rivers and, and yada, yada, yada. So you're, you're seeing the effects of things that were planned a long time ago. One thing you can be sure of when they have world meetings on something, and they come to their consensus, they will write out their agenda and they'll go with it. They will not alter it for anything. So whatever they've written 50, 60, 70 years ago, take it to the bank, the real bank. The one doesn't crash because these guys will make sure they will implement it all. They always do. 
So different classes of people really exist, and the majority are lumped down below. Now, Charles Gilton Darwin also said we're creating a new form of slavery. He says slavery has always existed in one form or another, uh, and for, for the elite to live off, naturally. And because all produce and so on comes from the ones that, who make things at the bottom, even your tax money. Uh, and um, he says we're in the process of creating a more sophisticated form of slavery. It's called democracy, for those who don't get it. Because you think you're free, you see. And people haven't even read the history of democracy. Where even the ones who brought it in a long time ago, hundred odd years ago, really it's only it's only a hundred odd years old. Winston Churchill has quite a few interesting comments to make about democracy and who was forcing it upon the British. Because it wasn't the people who were actually British that were forcing it along, by the way. It was a very common people who were always pushing rights for others to destroy cultures and so on. But the, the whole idea with democracy was to make, do you think that you had a vote and, and rights and so on? But in reality, they, they said at the time that only approved special groups, they're now called non-governmental organizations, uh, will have a voice and they'll represent the public. And that's what we have today. Now, the NGOs, non-governmental organizations, are all well-funded. They have full pension plans, all the leaders, a whole bit, great big office towers, and that they're funded by the foundations. The foundations are private entities that set themselves up on behalf of the international bankers of their day. And they have trillions of dollars to, to, to spend across the world with their big armies, NGOs, and they're tax-free as well because they call themselves charities and philanthropists. They're philanthropic organizations for the good of all, you understand. Now, in times of war, people are employed, actual physical warfare. They're employed to try and find out what the enemy is up to. And times of war, you generally know who the enemy is. And therefore, they, they, they scour everything the enemy is doing to see what they're up to and so on. And they have intelligence about it, analysis, etc. But in times of peace, you're off guard because you think you're living in, again, a democracy. Not only that, you've been trained, like Bertrand Russell says, we'll train the public to believe in experts until they can't do anything without the expert's opinion. That's here. You're flooded with nonsensical experts' opinions every day by the media that's also owned by the big boys who own the, the foundations. And, of course, when they go after your food supply, you, you've had it, folks. When, when five companies that really have all the same shareholders owning them all are taking over the entire food supply of the planet, in times of war, you'd have no problem seeing what they're up to. But, of course, you think you're living in peace, of course, and they're private companies. And, of course, they're not really at war with you, are they? Well, yes, they are at war with you to take over the food supply of the planet. And once they have that on the go, uh, the sky's the limit to what they can do to you or how much they can charge you as well. Food and water, everything you need for survival is used as a weapon. It's a weapon, folks. You can make folk, folk, folk do anything you want if you hold the food supply. Anything you want. Now, that the big GM thing to do with these five agribusinesses too, with their special GM seeds and so on, and Terminator seeds that they can't replant and all the rest of it to control the whole supply of the planet, has been given the pass by the U.S. government, where it seems to have been born out of. At least the U.S. has been used as the main one to push it. And across the world, by force if necessary. And all their trade deals too, and their aid deals and all the rest of it, and funding deals, they will not give it to countries that will not take the GM. That's, that's written into their charters and agreements that they do with them.
And I've read the articles here on the air where, where the president's told every, every diplomat he's got, you must push the GM stuff in every deal that you make to make sure those countries all eventually cannot be independent. Private corporations run the world. Private corporations. Unelected corporations, folks. And these corporations also put in your presidents and prime ministers. And they pay uh, them extra, by the way, for the, it's not just the new taxpayers paying up their salaries. They pay, they pay a hell of a lot more money than you think once they leave office. But the deals are suddenly given to them. That's their payoff. Now, we know that people in Britain, for instance, and other places are so sick of this GM food stuff. Every study that's been done, not that many have been done, because they even passed laws to stop anyone testing Monsanto's food. I mean, doesn't that make you suspicious in the first place? If it's so great and wonderful and so good for you, uh, why can't you test it? Which tells you all the legal system is totally corrupt as well and bought and paid for. The passes these laws to stop you testing it. But the ones that have come out, and I put them up before from France and other countries that, that went ahead regardless, show you the same studies that came out even from the early Monsanto boys that cancers of the stomach and intestines and all kinds of things happen with this stuff when it's given to different animals. Well, we're an animal too, folks. We have digestive systems, etc., and we die as well with the same diseases. But it doesn't matter that, see, the big push is on because total control of the general population in the world must be done. Because the big boys at the top are always scared of the unwashed masses in case they do wake up. And again, the more tools and weapons they have that they control, the better. So if they keep you living in the dark and terrified because they're not going to feed you anymore, then you'll do what what they say. They want compliance. Now, so, so here they go, and the big push, when you see it breaking in the news across the world at the same time, you know every prime minister and president, who is corrupt, of course, and well paid for by the big boys who put them in, not you, uh, they're pushing the one agenda. It says GM food is even safer than conventional food. Can you believe this? Artificial food is safer than conventional food, says the Environment Secretary for Britain, for the for government. This comes out in one day. Three articles came out, or four articles, all on the same day as they make their, their push, their unified reply to the, the general public, you see. And it says that uh, GM groups are probably safer, or crops are safer than conventional plants, according to the Environment Secretary. Probably is very, very good. A very legal word, that. Probably, right? Making the strongest call yet for the adoption of the technology, Mr. Parson told the BBC that GM has significantly, significant benefits for farmers, consumers and environments. Well, they poison the soil too. And, and the glycophosphates are used to poison all of us and the bees and everyone else. And by the way, it's also, as you know, estrogen. He said the next generation of GM crops offers the most wonderful opportunities to improve human health. This is, this is how they, they understand how, how, much, how stupid the public are. I'm sorry to say it, folks, but see, we've been trained to be stupid. When guys in suits and ties come on the television with some title given to them by the government in, in, in the position they're in, and they're, they're called an expert, uh, people's jaws just drop, you know, and they, and they listen to this, this, this garbage spewed out, and they want to believe it, because they don't want to believe a guy with a suit and tie. He's not dressed in an army uniform and screaming at the top of his lungs. No, he's wearing a suit and tie. Well, these guys are the worst guys to watch out for. Businessmen are. 
This is but green groups say the new push is dangerous and misguided. The Environment Secretary has never made a secret of his support for GM technology. Speaking to the BBC ahead of a major speech in favour of GM, Mr. Parson said it was being adopted by the rest of the world and the UK and Europe. Now, he said the standard technique they used for if you don't join the EU, you'll be left behind, you'll be poverty-stricken. Well, you'll be left behind if you don't adopt this stuff. Left behind what? He dismissed criticism that the GM could pose problems to human health. Just like that, you know. He says, use of more precise technology and greater regulatory scrutiny probably make GMOs even safer than conventional plants and food. He said, it's wrapped in utter secrecy, the GM stuff. You can't test it even. He says, the EU chief scientist and Glover has said it pretty bluntly, there is no substantiated case of any adverse impact on human health or animal health or environmental health. So there you go. An expert just told you she's paid to say this, you see. Isn't that, isn't that, now, aren't you convinced now? And it's, it's persuade the public. Well, I'm going to go do more on this particular topic before getting to some other topics because the whole, the government departments, every government department is streaming the same stuff. They've got to take it. Big money involved. Back with more after this. Hi, folks, talking about GM, food, and so on, and the big push for the big corporations to get this through. It's not just the corporations, it's guys who own all the corporations. Again, all, all attached to the big private foundations and all the rest of it, like the Rockefellers, etc. And it, it, I, I love the propaganda pieces they give, and, and just how they just wave their hand and the poo-poo and if it, any, any danger to the general population. Like, that's, that, that's evidence, right? That wave of their hand and poo-poo is evidence is quite safe, right? And it says here that, uh, says Mr. Parson said the GM offers benefits not just to the UK consumers and farmers, but holds a great deal of promise, especially in the developing world. See, you've always got to push out, oh, we're going to help poor folk across the planet. Meanwhile, mind you, they've taken all the natural seed that have been developed for each area and climate across the whole planet and stuffed it away in islands. Remember that? Off the coast of Norway and inside fortresses. So they'll have stuff for the future for the leech, you see. Because this stuff is the natural stuff that they're hiding away, all the natural seeds. And once it gets lost to the areas it was it was in and you put in the GM stuff, now you're stuck with GM forever. And all the chemicals you need to keep it going. And even the chemicals that they say will kill all the weeds off are not. Now they've got resistant weeds already. They're going to use lots more chemicals to try and keep them down. Plus when you've got one strain of stuff growing in any area, even corn, there's umpteen strains of corn in the old fields that they used to have. The wild stuff, the varieties, it was a mixture. So if something attacked them, not all of the strains died off. You'd always have some left. If this attacks the GM stuff, they'll all die off. You see? But sense doesn't matter and facts don't matter when there's a big, big financial system behind all of this to take over and, and the power that comes with it to, to rule your food. But it says... um it says, last year 170 million hectares of GM crops were cultivated in 28 countries. Proponents argue that about half of the GM crops grown worldwide are produced and resourced poor farmers or by them. Apart from the U.S., the U.S. is uh, world's leading powers are Brazil, Argentina, Canada, and India. It says, India had no choice, by the way. Remember, they crashed their economy for the farmers, they withdrew all their loans. Thousands of them committed suicide a few years back. It was in the mainstream, too, for those who've got memory. And then the Rockefeller boys went, and the Rothschild boys went in with their GM bo- uh, company, and they bought them all up for peanuts. Now, they're just, now they've got polluted land all over the place with the chemicals they're using. 
Then they go on about the, the rubbish here too. This, it helps prevent blindness in young people because they add vitamins to it, vitamin A. And so, what rubbish, rubbish. This is big, big business and power over life itself, human life. This is what it's about. But as I say, it's a big project going underway and they're all on board with it. They've been given their marching orders by the big corporations that fund them. I'm talking about the politicians taking the cash, which they do. And at the same time, it says here that um, Canada itself, uh, no, sorry, Cameron in Britain, the Prime Minister, has still banned it as GM food from being used in the cafeteria for all the politicians that are pushing this on the general public with an article too. When Tony Blair tried to push it through on the British public, he was the first one to say, we're not going to eat it in the Parliament building, but all of you lot out there, you know, the un- unwashed masses, you're going to have to eat it. Well, the same thing with Cameron, he's done the same thing. The politicians uh, that are, are making us all eat this stuff are refusing to eat it themselves. That should be enough warning for anyone, even with a very low IQ, that something's awfully wrong here. But it, it, it really gets you. It really gets you to see the, 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 the con artistry, the lies of the spiels they give you when they help the world. Help, it helps the big boys fill their bank accounts that are stuffed already, as it is. And that's what it says here. GM foods are kept off the menu at Westminster for the politicians. House of Commons is continuing to bar genetically modified food from its restaurants and cafes. They call them restaurants. You see these palaces in there where they dine. Despite a drive by the ministers for the technology to be more widely accepted by the general public. Huh? Hypocrisy. That's, that's all you need to know, folks. They're not going to eat, eat the poison. They don't need to at home either. They've got special passes for the stuff that's specially grown. Hope you know that. Do you know that? Well, you do now. But I've got a few articles on this particular push now, and uh, I'll put them all up tonight for those who care. Most folk don't, mind you. Remember, Canada came out from Britain when they were pushing it. Tony Blair was pushing it in Britain years ago. And Canadians did not know that they were the test subjects to eat all this stuff. And the Canadian government was monitoring all the health info that was coming in through the National Health Services from the different provinces on cancers of the stomach and things like that. Keep them all quiet, you see. They didn't tell the Canadians that they were the test subjects, the guinea pigs for all that. For 10 years, we didn't know. And you vote for these same people to come back in and take care of you? Also, cameras in the cable box to monitor TV viewers. I don't care about that. I don't watch TV. And, and everyone knows what they're doing. So if you want to get your, your head full of nonsense and tip by television, it's up to you. And I don't think most folk mind getting watched now. I really don't think they care. I think they're so far gone. Most are. Television's meant to do that to you. That's where you get most of your ideas and thoughts from. And your opinions. You don't think for yourselves. Also, an article, too, about little country that's been uh, in dire straits since the Soviet system. Bulgaria is standing on the edge of revolution, question mark. And it goes through all the, the, the economy's stagnant, living standards are going down, maybe they'll give them GME, and young people are leaving the country to find work and earn a decent wage. They're all flooding into Europe, a lot of them in Britain too. It says, coupled with a political crisis, it does not allow the country to develop in the right direction. The corruption amongst the politicians is rampant, because the same old guys that were in the Politburo in the old days, and they're taking millions from the EU Union, which they joined, but it's not getting to the general public. I'll put this up tonight as well. Because, see, the other countries outside there have big plans for Bulgaria. 
back with more after this. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Hi, folks. We're cutting through the matrix, talking about the real state of the world. And part of the problem today, too, is mass corruption everywhere. Because I've mentioned before, it's not just the politicians who tend to be psychopathic personalities that claw their way up there and smile so sweetly to the public and, and appear so charming. That's one of the gifts the, the psychopaths have. But the, the fact there's a lot more to get into lower positions in, in cities and so on. And certain, I think it's across the board today in all countries, to be honest with you. I mean, California says it's on the brink. It says pension crisis hits is about to get worse. Interesting meme this because Britain's going through the same meme today as well where they're given the Goldman Sachs Group uh, uh, and their subsidiary companies. They've got lots of subsidiary companies uh, control over lots of British pensions now as well. So this is all obviously coordinated when you see these memes come across the, the world at the same time in different countries. And so a growing number of key Californian cities are a lot worse off than previously thought, thanks to new changes coming in the way of state and local governments must account for their pension costs. The pension change from Moody's and, and separately for, and Governmental Accounting Standards Board scheduled for this month could result in Los Angeles, San Francisco, San Jose, Azusa and Inglewood joining fiscally troubled Stockton and San Bernardino, amongst others as severe credit risks. It's all largely due to soaring employee retirement costs. You should see that, that the scams they've got in with all these retirement costs and they hide a lot of cash in there too dirty money and so on. According to a new analysis based on the methodology by Bob William and his team at State Budget Solutions, and it says the new rules could nearly double California's unfunded liabilities to $328.6 billion. Moreover, California cities have already filed for bankruptcy protection like Stockton and Vallejo, and they will fall deeper into their reds. Now, as I say, that's just one, one place in one, one country. This is happening across the whole planet right now. Because there's so much corruption involved. Wherever, and you'll find some of the same corruption with the same technique and the same kind of mobsters running it all. That's how they know how to do it all. But everything is coming to head today because it's planned this way. Everything's planned this way. Uh, in fact, even, uh, uh, I think it was Bernanke's, stop printing the money. He says, stop printing the money. As soon as he said it, all the, the people in Britain were in the stock market were, were calling crisis, crisis, crisis. The U.S. is going to stop printing money, which they call quantitative easing, which, of course, is just inflation. So they're all gambling on, on more and more money getting printed by other countries. It's not going to go on forever, folks. And the big boys that control it all know it, too. They won't lose anything off it, but we'll, we'll lose our shirts. Everybody will. Also in Canada, it says Canada's doomed. This is from a different website. It says Canada's doomed. Three signs that the country up north is screwed beyond all recognition. And it says, uh, you, you might be under the impression that everything is going pretty well in Canada, which has no banking collapse and only a mild recession in 2008-9. to You'd be wrong, it says. The country is beset by political corruption and scandals of the sort that people focus on when the economy is good but also has a massive ongoing housing bubble and its economy is being propped up by a global commodities boom that now shows a sign of slowing. By the way, he was wrong in that one part there. The 2008 bank collapse in the States also hit Canada, but being in Canada, the politicians did admit they were bailing out the banks until 2012. All the banks were bailed out, the big ones. 
Anyway, it says here, first the scandal, it says that Montreal Mayor Michael Applebaum, who, who belongs to the, uh, the non-Italian mafia that runs Quebec, he says, got arrested this morning, charged with 14 counts, including fraud and conspiracy. He was appointed to replace uh, Gerald Tremblay, who resigned last year after getting caught up in a separate corruption scandal involving kickbacks from construction firms with the alleged mafia links. Toronto Mayor Rob Ford may or may not be on video smoking crack cocaine last week. And Toronto and Ontario police raided an apartment complex linked to the alleged video that was taken and arrested 43 people, including two pictured on the other side of Ford in the photo. And it says, The Mounties, the Mounties RCMP are investigating whether Prime Minister Stephen Harper's former Chief of Staff, Nigel Wright, committed a crime when he gave a Conservative Senator over $90,000 to pay back expenses that he didn't properly claimed. He was trying to fraud by claiming expenses, $90,000. London, Ontario Mayor Joe Fontana is under indictment for allegedly using public money to pay for his son's wedding reception. It was a massive deal, this massive wedding. It says London is the 11th largest city in Canada, and Fontana, of course, is seeking re-election. Laval, Quebec Mayor Alexander Duplessis asked that his city, Canada's 13th largest, be placed in receivership after he and almost every sitting municipal politician in the city was linked to illegal political financing by a corruption inquiry witness, according to the National Post newspaper. His predecessor as mayor has been charged with two counts of gangsterism. <laughs> and this just goes on and on and on. Everything today, I guess it came out of what they called the me generation, now, the me generation was a generation that Bertrand Russell, who helped create the system and the culture that's now underway today. He's long dead, but he created step-by-step changes in cultures, even from the minuscule all through the present time, mass promiscuity and so on, and the me generation, narcissistic people, and atheistic as well. So the old, old morality is out the window. Just get what you can in life, grab what you can, and get as much as you can. And, well, this is, this is the results of it today, folks. This is worldwide now. Utter corruption. There's just not no morality left. Planned that way. See, when you're all dysfunctional, it's easy for a smaller group who planned the whole darn thing to control all of you because of the trouble you're all in. Also tonight, too, I put up a, a link to the Irish Parliament, quite a good little uh, two or three minute clip of a woman there, a politician, who calls Obama a war criminal and a hypocrite of the century. Uh, she makes a quite little elegant speech about it. Uh, and doesn't say anything I could disapprove of because, of course, he is a hypocrite. I mean, the U.S. is putting drones all over the planet. They're attacking people, not just two or three, uh, dozens of countries. And they're planning to attack more countries with drones, just killing folk out the, literally, the blue. Uh, and and they're, they're out for peace. They're bringing peace to the world. Who's getting who? Who got all the oil fields across across the Middle East? Who's still getting them? Who benefits it's nothing to do with peace. Also, too, from Israel, it says, Galon continues struggle against human trafficking. An article came up recently, and they had to respond to it. And it says, the Meretz leader, uh, Zahava Galon, on Thursday welcomed the U.S. State Department's report on human trafficking, saying that Israel's high ranking is an important achievement for the country, but that there's still a lot of work to be done to combat human trafficking. It's one of the highest in the world for human trafficking. And yet most people are scared to report it. Why should you be scared to report something? Doesn't anybody know? And also, this Article 2 um, is to do with British intelligence mining data from nine U.S. Internet companies and broad secret program. I'll put that up. There's nothing new in it at all. You understand, too, the big boys who run the, the, the financial system of the world. 
they run NASA, sorry, the NSA. They run the NSA. They run the Mossad. They are the Mossad. They are the NSA. They are MI6. And they have been all along. They're all really private, you understand. And those guys who have all the information on who's going to put massive investments in this and that or pull them out of corporations, the guys who know this stuff are going to be winners because they know uh, what to invest in immediately, in real time. And in all wars, the economic warfare is number one at the top of the list. All human life is secondary. And this is standard warfare for those who run the world. But it says here that the National Security Agency and the FBI are tapping directly into the central service of nine leading U.S. Internet companies, extracting audio and video chats, photographs, emails, documents, and connection logs that enable analysts to track foreign targets and so on. Now, the thing is, though, as I say, you've got Israeli companies uh, making uh, the equipment that the NSA is using and even supplying the staff. They were all members of the Israeli Defense Force, meaning Mossad, to work with it. So they're getting the information before anybody else. Not only that, you, you find that the UN went over there recently to Israel for, for all their high-tech stuff they're producing, and they want to buy a lot of stuff too. Everybody's going over there to buy their stuff. Guess who gets? The, guess who's got all the back doors in it, folks? Money is power, and you make sure you got all the money. You got to have all the latest data up to date, above everybody else. You don't make mistakes in your investments. You know exactly how much to put on what. And what's going to shoot up? You know exactly when you pull it out. You've got an, 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 the edge over everybody else, and that's at the top of the tree. That's what it's about, folks. Now, government parenting advice is corrosive and harmful. A report finds this. This is Britain official government advice. Now they're telling the people how to bring their children up. After giving them sixty years of degrading filth, bringing them down, and telling them to have free sex and love and all the rest of it. And then give them all the VD clinics to deal with all the diseases and abortion clinics and so on. Now they're telling them how to bring up their children again. The same government. You understand it's warfare. When government gets into telling the people how to behave, uh, that's not what government's there for. So it says official government advice telling people how to bring up children is, should be torn up because it's corrosive and harmful and can damage family life. Well, that's what it's for. They want to end the family unit, folks. And it says a so-called positive parenting approach which involves avoiding punishment or even criticism while constantly accentuating the, the positive can do more harm than good, it says. And it says, in the study published in the Journal of Ethics and Education, Helen Rees, expert in family law at the London School of Economics, argues that the official obsession with being nice to children all of the time is arduous, if not impossible, and can simply destroy the spontaneity of the, patient, the parent-child relationship. Shaggers in extreme cases has led to parents involved in contra- contact or care cases being judged against an impossible standard and then unfairly marked down by social workers and even judges with major consequences for the rest of their lives. Now, why should social workers be involved? I mentioned Gerfek. Look at the website, archive section at com. This is mandatory for every child in Scotland to be, to be constantly monitored from the age of two months. And the government supplying their own advocate for every child. There's got more power over the child than the parents have. For all children. This is major interference. And it's time people uh, took it by the horns and kicked them all out. All these departments and so on, kick them all out. Otherwise they're going to destroy you. That's their function, is to destroy you.
But it says, under the heading, be positive about good things. The guide advises new parents that even the children's undisciplined behavior comes to dominate everything. They must be react by talking about something good and encouraging children to be themselves. So the child's going to be themselves by smashing all the furniture and all the rest of it. Don't be crazy, folks. Look at the mess they've already created with the family. Don't forget the destruction of the family unit was one of the, the major things of communism, which was funded by the West and the big foundations and banks. And it's still, and Bertrand Russell mentioned it too, the end of the family unit had to come. And the same again with H.G. Wells and many other uh, propagandists for the Fabian Society. They're still at it today. What they want is to destroy all your culture altogether. Because culture makes our people strong. You've got lots in common with each other. When you've got nothing in common with each other, you're all floating about, you feel helpless, and you pray for government to do what they want with you. Also, this article, How Western Experts Can Be a Weapon of Mass Destruction, it says. Quite a good article, and it's from Pravda. Sometimes you get better stuff from Pravda now than you get from the rubbish from the West. Because all the big papers, as you well know, are owned by magnets who all belong to the Council on Foreign Relations and Royal Institute of International Affairs to keep you all living in a box. But since the modern world is full of math, ciphers, strange machinery and magic illusions, it vacillates under data. Despite its arrogance, this unquiet world needs a new kind of magi and scientific forces who are named experts. That's what they called experts. Around 6,000 channels of television around the world call at any time the expert to study with them. Complex events are forecast a brighter future. They're consulted at any time when there is a bombing, a new little menace, a global problem uh, concerning climate, growth, debt, and of course, now football and arts. The experts are now proliferating like viruses or mosquitoes in summer. Some call it the Wizard of Oz syndrome, but it's mainly a biblical syndrome, the syndrome of the prophets or Daniel, it says. And they give you little quotes out of the Bible to give you a little laugh. This is recently an excellent writer, Mr. John Friedis says, who happened to be an expert's expert, has revealed in his book, these experts are often wrong, they're often dangerous, and they are overestimated and too much consulted. Think of the following data provided by Mr. Fried's book. He begins by writing that about two-thirds of the findings published in the top medical journals are refuted within a few years. Two-thirds of what they say is the end thing. Then it gets worse. As much as 90% of physicians' medical knowledge has been found to be substantially or completely wrong. There is one in 12 chance a doctor's diagnosis will be so wrong that it causes the patient significant harm. And it's not just medicine. Economists have found that all studies published in economics journals are also likely to be wrong. The new global obsession for experts comes too from an excess of studies or data. Yet these studies are financed by non-innocent people and can reveal anything, for instance, that eating every, uh, eating every day in a McDonald's can be good for your health. Any doubt on the matter, it says, Mr. Friedis asserts here that there are studies that come out that say obesity is actually good for you and those that say exercise doesn't do you any good. Of course, there are always experts in history, and one fundamental element of the force of the ancient Hebrews and the Bibles lies in the fact that they're excellent experts. And not only foreseers, they can read the dreams like Professor Freud and decipher the economic or agricultural future of a country. The best books about experts are Genesis, with a highly respected and prestigious figure of Joseph, who happens to become the Pharaoh's favorite, and Daniel cast into the den of lions, who becomes later a privileged counselor who sends his enemies to their death with their families. John Fried states then that the interpretation of the experts can prevent political actions. 
When presented with expert advice, we actually lose our ability to make our own decisions. The brain shuts down a bit in the face of expert advice. When we hear an expert, we surrender our own judgment. I think he's partially wrong. He says, thanks to the experts, we often take, make take bad decisions. The more wrong, the better. For instance, we decide to help Wall Street, the banks, and the hedge funds in order to ruin American and European nations. Then we decide to cut social welfare, for instance. We decide to attack Iraq, to bomb Libya, destabilize Egypt, and atomize Iran. The expert is here to dissolve the doubt, says the, says the Bible. I think it's another quote from the Bible. If an expert like Mr. Hans Blix doesn't fix... If it doesn't fit, he's prompt, promptly cast away. Dad's enemy has to be killed, and an expert has, to, of course, to be political and economically correct. Adapted to the era of capitalism of disaster, the neocon expert has to be engaged against all Western enemies, or suppose so, uh, with his postmodern mix of messianism and scientific jargon. Of course, Mr. Fried confirms and proves that experts edit and so manipulate the data. This expression reminds me of the paraphrases of Dr. Reich, a former Secretary of Labor of Clinton administration, the manipulators of symbols. These people are the new professions uh, born with the dictatorship of informatics and the new society of control. Their expertise alters and manipulates continually reality. How can we make a difference with a Hollywood terror movie and an over-commented bombing scene like in Boston? Well, you ask an expert. Immediacy and irrefutability are the characteristics of the truth that comes to us through the computers. Yes, there's a global uh, heating. Yes, Saddam Hussein has destructive mass weapons. Yes, the crisis is over thanks to Fed quantitative easing, which is inflation. Yes, there is shale oil enough for 1,000 years and more in Colorado. A very important point is underlined by Fried is the following. We're drowned by flows of information and news that alter our understanding or produce desensitization. Newspapers, magazines, TV and internet oblige us by constantly reporting this stuff. He goes on to say, well, what's it going to do to us? Back with more after this. Hi folks, we're back cutting through the matrix. Not much time now, so I'll just kind of race through the last couple of things I want to mention. But the fact is, too, uh, also I should say that uh, the United Nations condemned some of the practice of Israel and torturing children. And, of course, there was a massive backlash from Israel about that, too. And I'll put up tonight, too, a couple of articles about that. Also, uh, a good article, again, from Pratt. That's his J.P. Morgan's man, the White House, Barack Obama's legacy of ashes. And it goes into uh, Mr. Holder and so on. And it's quite an interesting article, indeed. A guy in Britain, this is how bad it's, it's come to today, where you can't defend yourself in Britain at all. In democratic countries like Britain, some, you're, allowed to, you're actually allowed to legally be murdered if you're attacked, if you're a householder, but don't hurt the person who's trying to kill you, or, or you're in prison. But it says, um, a dad of uh, five uh, fears jail, life jail, for, for harming a burglar who broke into his home and his children were in there and so on. So he defended himself because the guy came at him with uh, some wood. So he got the wood and bashed the guy back. And now he's going to suffer for it. This is how it, what it gets to. This is government interference, just like they say, oh, when your child's wrecking up your house and smashing everything, uh, just be nice to them. Hmm? Why on earth would you follow this insanity? And also, too, the National Health Service is totally corrupt in Britain as well. The boss named and shamed the National Health Service cover-up was also in charge of the Stafford Hospital, it says. 
this is, this woman apparently had all stuff to do with so many patients dying like crazy, uh, and and she had all this stuff, all the reports uh, destroyed. That was her order to keep, keep destroying them. But she was charged with two big cover-ups, and I'll put this uh, uh, here too. She was getting 195,000 pounds a year for for covering up all this stuff, and she's now been got a pension pot and a £200,000 lump sum. Not bad for crooks these days, isn't it? You're in the wrong profession, you see, if you're trying to do something nice and honest. And again, back to Britain again, the Environment Secretary says, back GM food or children will die, he says. I wonder how much they're paying them to do that. I'm not talking about the government paying them. I'm talking about the back hunters under the table stuff. They've obviously got to, 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 to push this rubbish on the public. Children will die. Every dirty trick is used for big commercial business, isn't it? Every dirty trick they'll use on the general public. And I mean every trick. There's nothing they won't do. And then, of course, you ever group Clinton anymore, do you? Billy Clinton. Remember, he was, he was putting all those cruise missiles over into Iraq for a whole time in, in office, all quietly. And each one had to get replaced by the American taxpayer. Big, big business for the weapons industry and so on. Well, he was over in Israel and he got a medal of distinction given to him by Perry's for his good deeds. It's just amazing how you get rewards down the road, isn't it? And just to finish off too, it's to do with the shares. Shares crash over the U.S.'s quantitative easing decision. The shares crashed to a six-month low yesterday. It says one expert comparing it to a scary ride at the Alton Towers. World stock markets took a pounding after America's central bank chief signaled it would stop printing money to boost the economy. That's all they're doing is printing paper. Everything to do with money is the biggest con and racket. A very old con and racket, but it's completely corrupt today. It says the FTSE 100 lost 3% or nearly £50 billion. That is uh, the biggest daily drop since September 2011, thanks to Mr. Bernanke, who's in charge of the banky. Well, from Hamish Massey from Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me, your God, or your God's go with you. <laughs>